Hey everybody, welcome to part two of my interview with April Tribe-Juke. In part one, April shared about her life being infected by what she calls the three poisons, pleasing, performing, and perfecting. She shared how those poisons impacted her and led her into a life of darkness and abuse. Then she shared how she created a plan to escape that darkness and move forward into light. At the end of the interview, April and I began discussing connections between personal and professional abuses. We're going to fast forward beyond my story and begin part two with answers that April gives on how we can move through the different stages to go from being a victim to thriving in life. So without further ado, here is part two of my interview with April Tribe-Juke. How can I and how can our listeners let go of that point, go from, yes, I want to share, yes, I'm thriving. Mm -hmm. How do I get to that next step? So that next step into true forgiveness, you won't be able to do it by yourself. You do need to rely on, and I rely on my Heavenly Father and my Savior, Jesus Christ. If people in your audience don't rely on that, but rely on something else that might be you know, a, a higher power to them, you have to take that into account. You cannot do this by yourself because there will still be the smallest bit of that shame shadow that'll pull you back down and start to fester that whole concept of I did it and it's in your face. True forgiveness means it's absolutely hands off, you let go, and you can actually walk away from it and it doesn't cause the pain, it doesn't cause the anguish, it doesn't cause any more of the revenge. It's done. So as simple as it sounds to let it go. That is the first step. But sometimes our you know, talons, our claws or whatever are in so tight, we have to have another person. And that's what I'm talking about with the Savior, actually like prying our fingers out of it. It takes time. Um, but ultimately, through the gift that he's given us, through the atonement, through the sacrifice of himself, that's the power we draw on. That's the yoke we are yoked with. And when we rely it on him, say, you know, I'm yoked with the Savior. Are you kidding me? He's got this thing. I'm just kind of standing by him. He's carrying the whole load. So, of course, my burden is light. And when it comes to that piece of truly letting go and forgiving, you look at the other person with love. Now, some people that are in the victim stage will still say, but I love him, but I love him. That is not what we're talking about. That's a dependency. That's a habit. That's something different. When you truly, truly love someone, you can actually watch them go through a justice system, be put in prison. I mean, the horrible things that they go through, you still offer love to them. You can still pray for them. And you don't have any of that twinge of darkness. What I love about this is when, when we face light, our shadow is cast behind us. We have a choice to stay in the light, face it, or turn behind us and look at the shadow. Being a victor understands that that shadow will always be behind us, always, because the light is shining in front of us. So just by physics, the shadow will be cast behind. But a true victor, if they look back, they look back out of a reference point, but they don't feel encompassed by the shame, the pain, the anguish, and the fear anymore. It's truly gone. You're truly out of your comfort cage and that cage that held you in from fear, pain, and shame, you've actually completely stepped away from it 
And of course, we have our own little cages and shame page, whatever, depending on whatever event happened. But with this, you'll reach a point and it's really letting it go and giving it to the Savior. And suddenly one day you'll wake up and you'll search for that pain. You'll search for that revenge. You'll search for that. I just want to and I won't be there anymore. So there, there's no magic to it. But the first step is truly to give it to someone else and then not revisit it but truly start to walk away and, and step forward into that light. It's a great reminder too, because how many business owners, how many entrepreneurs, how many would-be entrepreneurs, how many marital relationships, just individuals on this planet that have a belief in a higher power. And like you, that higher power for me is Jesus Christ. But whether whatever that higher power is, even if it's just this idea of some unknown being in the universe, whatever that is, will hold a belief in a higher power, but then either do not seek the support of, do not offer reliance on that higher power to provide, in this case, forgiveness and healing in a marriage, communication, understanding, in any, even in business. I mean, it's if I get my email platform set up, if I get the right copy for my sales page, if I get the right cover for my book, like all of that stuff. And it's me, 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 these things I have to do. Mm -hmm. And yet it still comes back to allowing that infinite higher power to lead and we follow. So we're facing the light like you spoke to. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so now let's get into the business aspect of things and let's talk about the fear or concern that I think holds a lot of people back from pursuing something beyond what they're currently doing to actually pursue that passion. And that is something you mentioned where as an independent contractor building these custom homes, this massive radical stress that your ex carried that essentially became a trigger and it, and how he handled that stress was through highly unhealthy means. So if I want to start a business and I'm worried about the stress of that business and how it might impact my marriage, how it might impact myself, what are things that can be done to prevent and or minimize that and or handle in healthy ways? Did you get all that? I I think I did. (laughs) I think I did. I definitely recommend that this, this has to be agreed upon that it's going to be a type of a, a team effort. Now, that doesn't mean that one person is going to do all this stuff and this other person is going to do all that stuff and then they'll return a report. You find what your strengths are within it. You find when is it best that I have to do my venting? Like, ah, I had this client today and it just drove me crazy. And you, you have to be really open in the communication to say, okay, um, books closed or computer down. Can I vent for 10 minutes? Do you have the time? Yes, I have the time. And you do the vent and you say, this is not about you. This is not about anything else. I just have to hear myself talk out loud. But I always try to qualify that first. Say, ah, I need a little vent time for a second. This is not about you. This is about what I'm trying to get through. Can I hear myself talk? Yes. Okay. And then I go into whatever it is. So be really open in that, that part of the communication. Never feel like you can be the, don't be the hero in your business. Because being the hero in your business... Almost all heroes are individuals that, you know, some people say, oh, they have a sidekick. And what does the sidekick do? Maybe hold open the door. Like they are, they feel <laughs> like they're in charge of everything, right? So don't be the hero in your business. 
if you, if the two of you are doing whatever it is, like my husband does a whole bunch of stuff on audiovisual work. Now, do I understand any of the technical aspects of it? No, not at all. I am there to be somebody as a sounding board because he really just needs to hear his words out loud versus banging around in his head. So he's like, do you have a minute? I'm like, yep. And as he starts talking through it, he finds a solution and off he goes. And I'm like, yeah, that was easy. Glad I could help. <laughs> I know. So it's, it's like that on both, on both ends, but don't ever be the hero in this thing. Like, okay, I'm going to be in control of this and I'm going to have this thing here. And I'm going to talk to the people and say, talk to your spouse, talk to your business people. These are the things that, that I can see. This is what I'm going to, this is what my plan is. I need to have the round of the board to know, you know, this, and I need your opinion. I need your opinion. Now, I'm not going to make a decision, but I need to listen to the aspects of, of what it is. So you hear it all and you say, I'm going to take some time to think about everything that was presented and we're going to readjourn this meeting, right? Because, and, and I think if we have, if you set it up in a pattern like that, it really helps because emotions are part of how we deliver everything. You cannot separate the emotion of things. And sometimes in business, especially when we're getting into meetings, the emotion of things starts to flare up. And three hours later, the meeting is finally over, but we hadn't accomplished anything. And at the same time, it can be really abrupt to say, let's table that. Let's put a pin in that. That can also feel abrupt. So prior to anything starting, you can say, this is going to have a lot of high emotions. I only have 10 minutes. So I need to get through these two things. And I know we're not going to be finished by 4.30 with a solution. This is just going to be something like I need to share and I need to hear in this time frame. Then we're going to come back. I would much rather have three separate meetings, half hour apiece, than an hour long meeting of just crazy emotion. And at the end, we're all like, oh, I need some yoga, right? I mean, it's just that's <laughs> not going to, you know, I was going somewhere healthy there, right? I need some yoga. I need a walk. I, I need, need water, whatever. So do those kinds of things. Also with with the, the sense of being making your healthy choices, talk where your weaknesses are. If you know that your spouse has struggles and when they get triggered, maybe they're, they're emotional eaters or whatever, you don't have to be the policeman like ripping out the Twinkie out of their hand or whatever, right? You, you can say, wow, I can see that you're really stressed. I'm here to listen if you would like to talk versus, you know, wanting to eat something at this moment, you know, you offer them support and help. And are you going to mess up? Yes. And that's okay. That's part of all of this give and take and forgiveness. So I think if we can be authentic to know that you're not going to be perfect at this, we're people, people who mess <laughs> up. We just mess up. If that can be the underlying thing, like I'm going to probably mess this up, but no, I'm here and I'm trying. I don't know. Maybe that should be a plaque somewhere. I, just <laughs> something where you know it's it's going to be okay. Yeah. But really, that that's the piece of of all of this is that communication, openness. Know you're going to mess up. Know you can say you're sorry. Own it, and you know keep taking action. Yeah. If there's any potential entrepreneur out there, anybody that thinks you know, oh, I'm I'm going to start building a business and side hustle. I'm going to add an additional 20 hours to my full-time, you know, work to my work week to build my side hustle. While I'm still doing my full-time job. You can't go into that with the expectation that everything's going to be sunshine and roses. But if you go in with it, I, one of the things I noticed about what you shared too, is that there's the communication at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Let's talk, you know, what can we do to be on a team? How can we do this together? What are some boundaries that we're going to set? What are some needs that you have and how can I communicate in a healthy way to you to, 
to address those needs and and vice versa, that those things happen at the beginning and they happen throughout. Throughout. It's not a it's not a one time, you know, the light switches on and suddenly now we exist in light. Like that's not how this works. You know, it's that you talked about that uh, shame shadow that that's something that follows you that that's consistently there. So I love that. All right. So now let's talk about the three poisons, perfection, performing and pleasing. And with everything that you're doing and that that what you've learned, I mean, going back to my story with my my old boss and saying, wow, how did I not see that? So you know all these things, you know about these poisons. Have you still struggled with them at times in building your business? Of course, of course, um, because it's a, so I'm really good at, okay, I've, I can see these these patterns and these things happening here and learn how to, within this parameter, within this dynamic, I know what to do within these realms. Something new, sometimes my brain like completely checks out and I'm like, I don't know anything. Oh, wait, I can still apply what I figured out in this particular, you know, pigeonhole or realm. I can apply those things to here and know that I'm going to have learns. Okay, I don't talk about failures, but I talk about learns. Oh, learn something there. Oh, learns. Whoa, <laughs> really learn something there. So if you go into it with the learns, then it's so much better. Now, when when you have those t- opportunities of failure, of whoops, of mistakes, of learns, learn from it and apply the things to it. It does you no good to, if you've figured out how to not beat yourself up in these types of Let's say, let's say when it comes to body image, you no longer beat yourself up. When it comes to your relationship with your husband, you no longer, you know, beat yourself up on the perfection. Da, 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 da. But on my business, oh, I'm going to put those, I'm going to drink those three things every single day. Hello, what have you learned? Nothing. You have to apply it to each little aspect of it, but have a conscious awareness of it to be like, uh, I think I'm feeling like I need to have a lot of performance going on. Whoops. Let's just take a check mark here and take a, you know, take a look back, step back and say, what can we do to improve on this and call back on the savior to be like, I think I'm getting too big for my britches. Can you help me keep serving the people who I need to serve without overstepping? I want to be the person that I'm, I'm helping them come with because I'm not a sage from the stage. I'm still learning and I'm going to be ever learning. And I feel that if I have in that ever learning place, then truly. I will be gaining the skills that will help me reach the potential that I that I want to do. And again, and this is this is another recurring theme. You can learn these principles and start applying them to each area of your life. A singular principle applies to multiple areas, and uh, that's my jam. You're speaking my jam, but it's not. It is never a one time realization. And now I'm perfect at it. I mean, it's when you're when a child's learning how to walk, you know. So my oldest child, she took her first step and then she stumbled and fell. And I said, whoop, stay down. You didn't do it perfectly. Don't bother getting back up. We don't do that with others. Let's not do that with ourselves. So one, one, we don't give up. We learn, we figure out what it is, but everybody, this is going to take a consistent effort. So how, and, and again, that principle of forgiveness comes into play too. We have to be willing to forgive ourselves. Oh yeah. All right. So third thing, and this is something that the guest I had on two weeks prior to to this one, he talked about, he was speaking specifically for men because he's like, I, you know, women may go through this too, but I know for me as a man, 
that we often equate our value with the amount of income that we bring in. Mm-hmm. And that if the income isn't increasing year to year, then there's something wrong with us. So now from you, I can now go, okay, well, he says men do that. And, and I know from my experience, men do that. And you're saying, okay, women do that. So we all do this. Mm-hmm. There is an element of how much love I deserve or I am worth mm-hmm. is directly related to how much I produce. So a beautiful, powerful, gross cry, dirty socks were clean. Now they're dirty because you used them as tissues story <laughs> that you shared with, with that baby and the baby's done nothing and feels infinite and the parent feels infinite love. But how do we apply this to business? So how I feel like we apply it to business is who are you serving? Who are your clients? If you're only in the business because you're afraid of let's just say that if you have an income problem and you've gone into business to create the income, you're still going to have that income problem because you're not serving your clients. So this love equates over to whom you're serving. Now there are going to be, you know, scoundrels out there that, or, you know, the, the used car salesman, right. They don't really give a care or whatever. But if you're really going into business to try and help someone else, if you have them, First, in your foremost thought in your mind of how am I going to serve someone today, the rest of it comes right up. The income comes and all of that. And I will tell you, I've had an experience of I was in a mastermind. I was with people that were phenomenal business people. I felt like I was the baby in the room. I had no idea the language and the vocabulary that they're throwing around. I'm like writing till my hand is cramming because I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that. And I'm thinking, I just got to take action. And I took massive action and I'm just going to put it out there and I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do that. And it was all about me. I never once really thought about my client and whom I was serving. And once I stopped the fear of what I could do, what I could please, what I could perform, ta-da, here I am. Oh my gosh. Once I stopped that, the clients like lined up at the door and were willing to pay. And my mouth dropped. I was like, oh, I've heard that before, but I could not understand what it meant. So when people say you have to find out who it is that you're serving, whatever it is that you're good at, if you're a good chef, if you are really great at helping kids on the autism spectrum, if you are amazing uh, you know, as a business owner, whatever, if you're not serving the people who you set out to serve first in love, your, your business will fold. Um, I am not the strongest business-minded person. You know, finances and this, that, and the other are coming. Those are skills that I can learn, and I and I am learning them. But if I don't have a client, then I don't have a business. So I better love on them and not smother them, but it's this concept of I really can see what it is you're struggling with. I'll share a quick, quick, quick example. So I had an appointment with a friend who we've known each other for a few years, and She wanted a lot of help in this particular area. So we're going through the things and I'm checking off the list and I'm thinking, this is great. And we've known each other and yeah, I'm serving her well. She's stopped. And I was like, ooh, I wonder if I said something wrong. You know, so I'm doing the self-check, like what to say, what to say. And she's like, I just can't write my book. I did. We were talking about something completely different. And she's all of a sudden like, I can't write my book. And she was getting emotional. And I'm like, oh boy. And she says, I need a ghostwriter. And I was like, I'm a ghostwriter. You are, you hired. Oh my gosh. And she just went crazy. And at my head, I'm like, you are a ghostwriter. 
but she's your first client. You just kind of said that. You don't really have anything set up, but here we go. And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> I, I loved her. I, I kn- could see her need and I knew I could provide something. Did I have anything built? Did I have a funnel? Did I have a page for it? Nothing. I'm like, let me get you one of those uh, agreement contract thingies to you. Like I had like no <laughs> clue what I was doing, but I knew I could, I w- I'm a writer and I knew I could serve her that way. And because I figured it out, if you truly show up, it will be, it, the timing will be right for you. If you truly love the people who you are trying to serve and help, the business will grow. If you don't, I don't, it's not going to happen. Well, there's, I mean, there's two aspects of, of the love element here and, and that principle. And the first one is that the level of love I deserve and that I am worth is not based on anything external. It is not based on the reviews I get for my book. It's not based on the number of downloads I get for my podcast. And it is definitely not based on my, my bank account. Yep. The love that I deserve and am worth is given to me freely. And if that's the example that I that has been set for me, then the other element of this is that if I offer love freely to those whom I feel I have been called to support and help, and I just love, and it doesn't matter how many emails they open, it doesn't matter what membership or package they buy, it doesn't matter whether or not they leave a review for something, I just love them and I serve them because I can. Mm-hmm. That's how the business grows. Yep. And that's what I'm hearing from you. Exactly. All right. So at the end of every episode, although technically not, because if we cut this in half, then well, and it, it won't be at the end of the other one, but that's okay. All right. So two questions. One, if there is one principle that the listeners walk away with today, what would that principle be? And two, how can listeners follow you, keep in touch with you, get your book, all that good stuff. So the principle I'd like to leave with you today is that you always have a choice. You have a choice to love others. You have a choice to stand in the light. You have a choice to listen to your negative voice, your shame shadow. You have a choice to stand in the darkness. You have a choice to be that victim, to be a survivor, to be a thriver, to be a victor. You ultimately always have a choice. And it comes down to the simplicity of that, not the ease. I know it's not easy but it is that simple. And if you trust in someone like I do, who has a higher power than you do, if you trust in that, put your faith in it, the things will happen. It will open up in the way that is the right timing. So you always have a choice. Always. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Now, how do we get in touch with you? So you can get in touch with me um, through my email, which is april at apriltribe.com. Also through my website at www.apriltribejukegiauque.com. And you can find me on my Facebook profile with April Tribe Juke or my author page on Facebook, April Tribe author. So there's lots of different ways, but send me an email, click on my um, website, anything like that. And I would be thrilled to be able to help you so that you can find your light and kick that old doubt and shame shadow in the face. Give him a good old throat punch and 
<laughs> and be on with it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, well, we will have all those links and everything in uh, the show notes. Great. And then your, are both your books available on Amazon? Yes, they are both available on Amazon. Pinpoints of Light, Escaping the Abyss of Abuse, and Out of Darkness, Find Fuel and Live in Your Light. Perfect. We'll have those links in the show notes as well. April, thank you so much for your time. This has been a real pleasure. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. If you found the information helpful, remember to share it with your friends and family and make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. You can find more episodes at forwardwithjoe.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.